0: to be in god's house today isn't it i'm I'm glad to be here Uh, i'm I'm thankful for those that are here those that are watching online Uh, there we have a couple of families that are out today because of illness Uh, we need to pray for those and as we get ready and look forward to uh, easter next week it's going to be a great time don't you love easter so uh, a couple of things today i already told uh, everybody in, in our meeting before service that I wasn't going to preach long and that we had shouts of glory and hallelujah and it was great and they said no you always say that Um, so uh, the other the other is we've been talking about we are the church we're the church we're the church we're the people of God we are the ecclesia the called out the ones that are separated by God to to be his the the body of Christ, to, to be his hands and his feet. And last week we talked about how we are the ambassadors of Christ, that we have the glorious opportunity, privilege, and command to share the gospel with everybody. Isn't that amazing? That's our purpose. We mentioned that Jesus knew his purpose, By the time he was 12 years old. Can you imagine knowing what you're going to do in life? And what what the meaning of life, your life is, by the time you're 12? To this day, I still ask little kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because I'm looking for suggestions for myself. So it's it's interesting that, that Jesus knew his purpose. By the way, everybody has a purpose in life. But here's the great thing about having a purpose. You need to have a purpose. You need to know what that purpose is. But there's a difference between knowing your purpose and fulfilling your purpose. And there is a big difference. And you say, well, what's the key between knowing your purpose and fulfilling your purpose in life? And it's simply this, motivation. Motivation, what motivates you? What gets you up in the morning? What makes life worth living for you? There are a lot of things that that people do in life. I was reading a story of a young uh, violinist. And, and he was walking down the street, and he was, uh, he was really good at it. He was going, uh, he was studying to, to be a concert violinist, and, 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 he, and he saw this maestro walking down the street, and he, and he went over to him and he said, sir, I really, 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 really have a passion in my heart to play the violin, and I want to know if you think I have what it takes. So he said, okay, play for me. So he played for him, and then, and then the maestro looked at him and he says, you lack passion. So the young violin player decided, you know what? If he doesn't think it, I have it, and I'm not gonna have it. He left and quit music and, and went into business and, and became a very wealthy businessman. Years later, he sees that maestro walking down the street, and he says, Sir, I have to ask you, I have to tell you, the words that you gave me revolutionized my life, changed my life, because you said I lacked passion, and I didn't have what it, what it took. He said, I, 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 I quit playing the violin, I quit playing the passion of my life, and I went into business, and now I've been very successful, and I want to thank you for those words. And he said, Son... I say that to everyone because those that have passion will ignore me. You can't allow what the world tells you or what other people tell you to steal your passion, your your drive, your motivation passion is that is that thing that it's almost an unbearable emotion that you can't hardly control it's it's that it's that drive in your life that no matter how many times you get knocked down you stand back up And you keep on going. It doesn't matter how many times you get hurt, you still pursue it. No matter how many roadblocks there are, you work around them. It's the passion of your life. It's what drives you. You can't just have a purpose in life, but you have to connect it with passion. Purpose is not enough. Purpose is not enough Steve Jobs once said it's people with passion that will change the world I would rather have one person with passion than 99 with an interest one person with passion can revolutionize the world, can turn the world upside down People like Walt Disney that had a passion that went from an ambulance driver in World War I to doing and being an entrepreneur and creating something that he had a passion and drive for, no matter how many times he was turned down and how many failures, he had a drive to keep going. Thomas Edison. Henry Ford and the list goes on and on and on of men and women in the word out of the word men and women throughout history that have had a purpose in life and were driven by this thing called passion that they gave them motivation to overcome amazing odds. Here we are, we're celebrating. Remembering this week. This is the, the week when we usually speak about it's Palm Sunday. It's the triumphal entry of Christ into Jerusalem. And, and he knows in just seven days he's going to be crucified. And we call it Palm Sunday because they cut palms and laid them before the little uh, donkey that he was riding on so even the feet of the donkey would not touch the ground and they began to proclaim him as a Hosanna praise and they, they, they acknowledged him as the Christ and it's amazing that, that I started thinking about what Christ could have possibly been thinking that week have you ever thought about that? I mean, I get worried and upset a week a week before I get to go to the dentist. And every day I wake up thinking, I got to go to the dentist. Or this time of year, you think, oh, I got to pay my taxes. Oh, I got to pay my taxes. You know, it's all those things that. And have you ever had something in your life that every day you wake up and you worry about it? Every day you wake up and and it's just right there in your mind and, and every once in a while it'll creep up on you and just grab your heart and it's like, oh! And you have to fight those emotions down. Can you imagine what Christ was feeling when he went into Jerusalem knowing that that week he was going to give his life? It's incredible. I can't imagine, can't imagine what it would be like knowing as he was riding in, he was coming to die. See, his entire life, at least from the age of 12 on, we know that he knew that he was the the lamb that was going to be slain for, for humanity. He was going to be the sacrifice for sin, not a sacrifice for sin, but the sacrifice for sin, the one that encompassed all sin he is the sacrifice he knew why he was there he knew his purpose and yet he is at that point where his his purpose is at hand and the passion that he had kept him going i will you know if if somebody told me they said pastor if you come next week they're going to crucify you, I would be preaching from a remote place. And yet, here's Christ. He knows what's going to happen. What motivated him? What motivated Christ to fulfill his purpose? And You say, well, there's a lot of people that have purpose. Yes, Samson had a purpose but lacked motivation. There are many people in the Scripture that had a purpose, had a, had, had a meaning in life, knew what they wanted to do. After all, it was Jonah that not only heard from God, but understood what God said. How amazing is that? And he, and he, he said, here's, your, here's my purpose, here's my plan, and I am not going to do it. And he left and went the other way. And God had to send a big fish to help with him, help his motivation. It didn't help his attitude. Helped his motivation. See, there's a lot of people that know their purpose, but, but fail to fulfill it because of lack of motivation. You say, what is the motivating factor in Christ? What gave him the drive? What gave Christ the desire, the the strength, the the inner ability to to decide that he was going to fulfill his purpose, his destiny in life? If you would, if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 23. Normally, I, I have it up on the screen, but this week, I'm surprising you. Matthew chapter 23 here's Jesus he's already come into the city Jesus is already healing teaching and Jesus finds himself overlooking Jerusalem and in verse 37 I want to read this one verse Here's Jesus. If you really want to know what Jesus' passion, what motivated Christ to fulfill his purpose and his destiny. Matthew 23, 37 says this, O oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent those sent to you, how often have I longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were not willing. If you really want to know what the passion that that drove Christ, it was people. It was not just people. But it was the purpose that he came for was to reconnect people with Almighty God. It was to break the barrier of sin and allow a relationship between God and man to happen. It was the love that Christ had. Think about when Christ was coming into Jerusalem, and and he allowed them to worship him because he knew that if you are going to have a relationship with God, it has to come through him. He he understood that the leaders of the day were not going to understand that, and the leaders of the day were going to conspire to take his life. And yet he allowed them to worship him because he knew that if anybody throughout history is going to come to God it must come through him because he is the way and the truth and the life and it drove him you say well well, he, he just wanted that to feed his ego I don't think God has an ego and if anybody deserves to have one God does The Bible tells us that Christ was fully God and fully man. He deserved the worship. But it's amazing to me, it's amazing to me that that Christ understood that if if anyone was going to be able to be the recipient of the blessing of him fulfilling his purpose that week, they were going to have to start by coming to him and confessing their sin. Hey, they were going to have to come through Christ. See, there's a lot of a lot of ways in the world that, that, that humanity says, oh, you can get to heaven by doing this, or you can get to heaven by doing that, or, or you can just be a good person, or you You can be morally sound and do good deeds but the reality is Christ said I am the door I am the way I am the truth I am the life I am the bread of life I am life itself and if anybody wants eternal life they have to understand that it comes through me can I can I share something else with you I'm so glad you let me it's not just that you have to come through him but he's longing for us to come to him it's the passion in his heart that he willingly rode in to Jerusalem he willingly cleaned out the, the house of God, he said, you've made it a den of thieves, but the house of God is a house of prayer. He wanted us to understand that, that there is a place that we can go. There is a place in our life that we can come into the very presence of God and we can pray, we can talk, we can communicate with the, with the creator of the heavens and the earth. It's not about all the rituals, it's about the relationship. He knew that would cost him, and he still did it to illustrate that we cannot allow anything else or anybody else between us and God. We we attend church. We go to church. But the scripture says that we really are the church. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. And it's our responsibility to allow the Spirit of God to live and rule and reign in us. Not to just be a resident, but to be king in our life. So Christ cleaned out the temple Christ allowed this is it just amazes me that Christ allowed them to to take him from the garden. And while he was in the garden and he was praying, the passion that was in his heart, in his prayer. And I would encourage you to go back and read it again. Where he said, Father, if if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. He was looking. He was right there on the cusp, on on the very precipice of what was going to transpire. He knew the pain and suffering he was going to be dealt. And he said, if there's another way... Let it pass. But he didn't. He said those amazing words. Nevertheless, your will be done. Your purpose be done. What kept him from getting up and walking off and leaving? It was passion. Passion for humanity. Passion for you and I. What kept him quiet? What kept Christ quiet as they were lying about him in an open trial? The same words, the same mouth that said, Peace, be still, and the winds and the waves obeyed his command. That same mouth that, that spoke at the tomb of Lazarus and said, Lazarus, come forth, and the dead walked. That man, that voice that had the command of nature at his beck and call, had life and death in the power of his words, and yet he opened not his mouth. What kept him from saying, we're finished with this? passion passion to fulfill his purpose and it was his purpose that allows us to experience the forgiveness of sins as he was being portrayed as 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 the stripes were being placed upon his back He did that. He stayed there. He didn't have to take that. He didn't have to endure that. He didn't have to uh, endure the mockery. He didn't have to endure the shame. He didn't have to endure any of it. Jesus said if he could call a legion of angels. A, a legion of angels is 2,000 plus. And, and, and in, I read in the Old Testament where one angel in one night killed 144,000 Assyrians. I'm, and if you do 144,000 times 2,000, what, what that number will give you is something larger than the amount of people on the face of the earth at that time. What was Christ saying? You're not doing this to me, I'm allowing you to do this to me. And I'm allowing you to do this because I love you so much. Because my passion for you is overwhelming. Because my heart can hardly endure the longing I have in my spirit to have close fellowship and, and, and relationship with you. Christ hung on that cross. He allowed them to put himself on that cross. Why? He wanted to fulfill his purpose but it was passion that held him. It was, it was love for you, love for me, love for humanity that kept him on that cross. If Christ, because of his great love for us, his passion in his heart if Christ endured that for us do you think he's going to turn away from you now do you think that the Lord is going to give up on you you say well pastor you don't know where I've been no I don't but he does Think about the two thieves on the cross next to him. One ridiculed him and the other one just simply said, Lord, when you come into your kingdom, have mercy on me. And Jesus said, while dying on a cross, said, today you will be with me in paradise. You say, well, that was really easy. All he had to do was just say, Lord, remember me. Scripture says if you you want anything from him, you just have to believe that he is. And he rewards those that diligently seek him. Christ died 2,000 plus years ago and shed His blood because of the great passion in His life, because He knew that His purpose was to redeem humanity. It was His body, His blood, His broken body and His shed blood that allows you and I to have a right relationship with the Creator of the heavens and the earth because He has cleansed us. He is the sacrifice for our sins. Every time every time that, that we sin, His blood covers us when we ask him to forgive us of our sins and we become a child of god it's not because of our goodness it's because of his love and fulfilling his purpose and he fulfilled it because of passion for us i'm going to ask our praise team to come back and you thought i was kidding about preaching short didn't you passion I want to, I want to speak to, to us today whether we're here or online maybe you're here today and you don't know the Lord you've never known the experience of, of encountering the living Christ it all begins with understanding that he loves us first John 3 16 says hereby perceive we here, here, here's how we understand the love of, of God that he would lay down his life for his friends see Christ didn't doesn't want a bunch of, uh, of Servants just to come in and, and do His bidding and, and to strip them away of, from their own life. He wants to give us life. He wants to open our eyes and allow us to, to walk into a light that's so amazing, that's so incredible, that we can have relationship with the Creator of the heavens and the earth. And when we walk into that light, we look at life in a completely different manner. Our eyes are opened and we're able to see truth. And we see the world around us as fake, an imposter, a flash in the pan, here today, gone tomorrow. But our life in Christ is not just for today, it's not just for yesterday, it's not just for tomorrow, but it's for eternity. When I first came to Christ, I came to Him because I was afraid of going to hell. And you say, did you love Him? I didn't know Him. Was I thankful that He died for my sins? Yes. But I knelt and I said, Lord, here I am. And I believe in You. And I need You to come into my life and to cleanse me. It was amazing. And some 40 years later, I don't fear, I love. Because every single day, he displays his great passion for me. Every single day. It doesn't matter what I walk through, what I go through. He's always there. And he's always encouraging me. Come up. Take a step higher. Come on. Follow me. Come on. Walk with me. Let me speak into your life. Let me encourage you. Let me take your life and the mess that you've created of it and let me mold it into something beautiful. And when you allow him to do that, man, there's there's just something incredible about it. You get to experience the purpose of why Christ came. But when you serve Him, you begin to love Him. And when you love Him, you begin to experience the passion that He has for you. Would you stand with me? You need the Lord just right where you're at I, just, I would like you to just say Lord here I am you know where I'm at whether you're here or whether you're watching online it doesn't matter the Lord is, is not is not stopped by distance he can bless us here he can bless us wherever you're, wherever you are but would you invite him to say Lord here I am forgive me let me begin a relationship with you Perhaps you're a, you're a child of God. Maybe you know the Lord, but you've kind of just like charted your own course and you've done your own thing. And, and the thing, the, the truth about finding your, doing your own thing and finding your own way is is as we start doing, charting our own course, we move away from the Lord. And when we move away from the Lord, we move away from His heart. And when we move away from His heart, we just forget the passion that He has for us. scripture says, you can come home to him anytime. As John wrote, having not seen him, yet you love him. You love him because you know how good he is to you. Perhaps you' you're, you're struggling with your purpose. you know what the Lord has called you to do. You may and maybe maybe you're a little afraid to, to, to step out and do what God has asked you to do or to, to be that person that God has asked you to be. But He's not calling you to fulfill your purpose on your own. He said, "I'll never leave you, and I'll never forsake you. I'm always there with you, and I will give you the words to say. I'll give you the strength to endure. If you want, you need to walk a mile, I'll walk two with you. It doesn't really matter what. What if I've called you to do it? I'm going to give you the strength and the power and the purpose and the ability to accomplish what I have called you because it's not about you anyway. It's about my ability and your availability. It's about you doing what I've asked you to do. And when you step out on faith, that's when the Red Seas part before you. When you step out on faith, that's when the Jordan will will dry up and you'll be able to walk across on dry ground. When you step out in faith, that's when the walls will begin to fall. When you step out in faith and you do what Christ is asking you to do, you will fall in love with Him because you will connect with the passion that is in His heart. Man, the presence of God is in this room today. Can we connect with him? If you're here today and, and you want to connect with him right where you're at, feel free. As they begin to sing, if, there, if you feel like, Lord, I, I, just want to, I just want to come down here and I want to kneel and I want to give my life to you, I want you to be able to do what you want to do that's in your heart. If you, if you can connect with God where you are, then connect with God where you are. If you want to walk down here and say, God, here I am. Don't allow fear to stop you from experiencing the passion